Hello and welcome. You're listening to the Defiant Business Podcast, and I'm your host, Ruthie Bowles, founder of Defy the Status Quo, a branding and marketing consultancy. This podcast is for the business owners and professionals who have seen the status quo in their industry and are ready to do things differently. We're here for the contrarians, mavericks, and rebels. On the Defiant Business Podcast, we'll talk about marketing, sales, client and customer experiences, finances, and amazing entrepreneur journeys that show that none of us are alone. Thank you for joining me. Jess Hunnichen and Emily Ward are the co-founders of the multifaceted influencer and PR agency, Shine. After launching Shine PR in January 2015, the team quickly saw the opportunity to fill a void in the influencer landscape. In November 2015, Shine Influencers was born, built to serve as a resource for brands and marketing and PR agencies with one-on-one talent management and campaign strategy consulting. Building on the rapid success, the team has expanded to represent celebrities, athletes, and social talent with offices in Toronto and Los Angeles. Shine continues to strengthen its offerings by bringing on team members who are fully immersed in all things social and both established and emerging talent to deliver impactful campaigns on and offline. Let's get started. Jess, Emily, thank you so much for being with me today. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. So this is the first time I've actually had a duo, like, you know, a partnership here on the podcast. So I wanted to just start off by asking how you, how did you guys meet? We're so excited to be your first. You've done, I know you were saying you've done so many episodes. So we're, uh, we're very honored to be your first, uh, your first duo. (laughs) <laughs> um, but we have a really fun meeting story. We love telling this one. Emily is uh, Emily's born and bred in Toronto. I'm from Melbourne, Australia. And around seven years ago, I was moving to Toronto. I chased a boy. Silly, silly, but I did. And uh, so found myself in Toronto with like no job, no friends, no network. Like it was pretty dire. <laughs> so I uh, I was, my background was in publicity and in entertainment. And I was, you know, trying to find like the right job for me. No one would hire me. And again, that situation was getting quite dire. And then I, um, I kind of switched tactics really quickly to, uh, to say like, do I actually want to work in, in PR anymore? Like that's my background, but like, I'm in a new city. I can, I can do whatever I want. So I, I kind of went back to something that I'd thought that I wanted to do years and years prior, which was wedding planning. And I researched like every wedding planning company in Toronto and found two that I really, I felt that I aligned with kind of style wise. And I reached out to both of them and, and one I kind of just formed a really good friendship with. And the other one had said to me, like, I have all of my consultants for this season, but it sounds like you're a lot more suited to PR anyway. Um, I passed your details on to a friend of mine and I was like, okay, cool. Like, see you never kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, I was just like pretty disenchanted with like the PR space. I I kind of like resigned myself to the fact that like it wasn't going to be for me in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did get an email from her friend and her friend was Emily. And uh, yeah, so I'll let Em kind of take it over from there because that will touch on like, her background and how she came to that point where we met. 
Yeah. So I, um, I went to school originally like for dance, which for a lot of people, it's just like wildly different to think about where you start in school and where you end up um, career path wise. But it's funny looking back, I feel like all these little like pieces and bits of information, they all kind of help um, in the world I'm in like today. So I started off uh, in dance, but then I went and thought I was going to work in the marketing departments for a dance company that led me working at a small PR agency, a big PR agency, which was amazing, but very wild in terms of, of schedules. Um, so when I had my children, I had made the decision that I wasn't going to be able to go back to working at a big global agency. Like the pace of it just like wouldn't work well with having like babies at home. Mm-hmm. Um, so I took a stab at freelancing and I really, I really loved it. I really, I really enjoyed being a freelancer. I didn't like not having the connection to like the greater group of people and having like different people to brainstorm with and all that. But I did like the entrepreneurship of it. And for anybody who's ever freelanced before, you kind of know that you're afraid to say no to a contract yep. because you don't know when the next contract is coming in. So I started freelancing when I had um, my first child, my son. And then when I had my daughter, like I really just didn't stop because I was afraid of like shutting down like the, the pipeline of, of deals. But it got a little bit too much for me um, to do on my own. So I was looking, I was looking for somebody to help me out. And that's when I met Jess. So Jess and I met through our, like my my friend Lindsay, who is um, a wedding planner, met that day, started working together that day. And I was like, this is amazing. Like just I, I was like all my years of working in PR, I had never met somebody who it just seemed so natural and and so easy. And then it started to open up doors. So because I had some more support, um, I w- was able to kind of take on a position, a larger position contracting at this agency, which then Jen, uh, Jess ends up coming on board as well. And we were doing work there and doing a lot of wonderful things. And then we started to book some bigger meetings together as freelancers. We started to like look for opportunities of how we can both expand our own personal businesses. And booking those larger meetings, we saw an opportunity to go in looking a little bit more cohesive as being a unit versus just two freelancers lancers going mm-hmm. in as being like an actual agency. So we started Shine on a bit of a whim. We had booked a big meeting. We wanted to go in looking more professional and more polished. So we started it without thinking, thinking too much. And yeah, I know because I feel like usually people have these like large scale business plans and are kind of plotting oh, out, you know, three years. None. What those? <laughs> no, no business plan. Um, yeah. But what I knew, what I knew is that I was really excited about uh, working again at like this capacity, working with Jess, that I felt like when we were together, things were happening that I hadn't experienced before. And I thought there was like a lot of like magic like between us. So I was confident to like give it a go. And I didn't really know like where it was, it was going to land. So in January, 2015, we launched Shine PR uh, first. And with Shine PR, we also launched an Instagram page, which like lots of businesses do. But few businesses at that time took the branding approach to their social pages as we did. So PR agencies uh, would, you know, write about their clients. Uh, They'd be posting, you know, about their events and about maybe like the team members who are part of their agency. Jess and I really took the standpoint of um, just wanting to post about the lifestyle that we kind of saw and felt good for us as being shine as kind of creating something. And we created a page that was a lot about just like about positivity and like things that made us like feel good. But it was quite advanced when we kind of look back now in terms of a marketing tactic. And it allowed us to build up 
a volume of followers and also of clients and of team members who wanted to work with us, who really just wanted to be part of this thing called Shine that they really didn't know what it was. Wow. So yeah, so I mean, so it sounds like you were able to convey the energy, right, that that Shine represented, you were able to convey that through your social media, through your like your Instagram ahead of the curve before it became a given. Of course, you post about these things on your social media. That wasn't the case, right? Before. And I just want to say, I totally empathize with your decision making there in in light of like having children. I have four myself. Oh, wow. (laughs) um, So I, I totally, totally understand. I was pregnant with my, my third, when I made the decision to get out of the army. So it's just, you know, those things happen and you make, you make choices. So yeah, definitely empathize with that. And I'm glad that you were able to have this opportunity that lined you both up together because it sounds like it was just, you know, stars aligned and all that. Totally. Yeah. We feel, uh, we feel very fortunate that we, we met and, and we made some really good and really bad decisions (laughs) along the way, of course, as well. But, uh, but we, uh, we, we had a lot of fun with it. And I think we spoke about this not too long ago that, you know, and, and we talked about this just a touch before we started this interview. Like we see a lot of business partnerships like implode in a really negative way. And I think in the first couple of years of business, when Em and I would see that, we'd be like, like are we next? Like, and, and like, we're going to look at it and be like, is this going to happen to us? But I think there's something. Well, it seems a little like almost like the way people would talk about it was like this right. inevitability if you had a business partnership that it would end at some point. And we're like, oh God. Like, I, I, you know, we were kind of like, are we being like really like naive and idealistic? We're like, no, we're great. Everything's going to be great. Like, was, was, are we naive to that? But I think that there's something to be said for the fact that like we weren't friends who went into this together, you know, like there was like, I was from Melbourne, like we, we'd never met the day we started working together. Right. So like, we've of course, like developed an amazing friendship since then, but it came from a different place than that. And it came from somewhere where whilst we had um, very unique skill sets and, and differing skill sets, we were very, very aligned in terms of like how we wanted to run a business, how we wanted to lead a team, the kind of clients we wanted to have, like those things were always aligned. So we could always yeah. kind of come back to that. I think we, cause we, we'd had similar like experience. I think Jess and I like both very much looked at like work is also being like a place where you can play and like have fun. Like you want to like enjoy the people that you're like working with, like, enjoy the work that you're doing. So I think there is like, you know, commonalities in terms of like goals in terms of that. But I think Jess and I had also both um, experienced in like different ways, just how where like the culture of companies like isn't respected, or if it kind of goes into a different way, how like how uh, disruptive that can be in terms of just like people's enjoyment of work and or their ability to create because they feel kind of halted by these boundaries or structures that are put in place. So we were very much on the same page about that. And I think that when I look back, one of the most like encouraging factors that we had when we had launched the company, we knew how to launch things loudly. We were both from PR, launched this Instagram page, but it was the responses that we got from like very, very young, like PR students. We had girls predominantly who were in PR school who had stumbled upon our Instagram page, didn't know what we were doing, but would reach out to us literally weekly asking if they could come and intern for us for free. And as much, you know, negative feedback we got from some of the other people in the industry at that time saying, you're not presenting yourself professionally enough. Nobody's going to take you seriously. We also had 
this like uproar of, you know, these young girls being like, I don't know what you're doing, mm-hmm. but I want to be part of it. I know I want to be part yeah. of it. And that there was something I think in that whole like motion that really like bonded Jeff and I together quite strongly at the beginning. Cause we, we saw like the impact very quickly after deciding to be that unit, present ourselves as that unit, we saw the impact of what that had and how people wanted to wanted to join and be part of something bigger along with us, which is incredibly powerful. Agreed, for sure. And actually to that word professional, I don't even use it in my branding process. I think it's a crutch word. I think it's a crutch word. And if you get rid of it, you can come up with the other adjectives that you, you know, that you would want to use in terms of describing your brand. Mm-hmm. But it is, it does pigeonhole you, right? They're like, well, be professional. And then it like puts you in like this box. Yeah. And so I know you said that Shine was kind of born out of you guys, you know, scheduling and, and booking like these bigger meetings. But, you know, what made you make that decision to to form the partnership? Like who brought it up first? We've talked about this. Many people have asked us this. And like, to be totally honest, I can't exactly remember. I remember the conversation we were having about like the name really well. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I, 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 I remember bringing it up with you. We were sitting in, we were sitting in like that like food court <laughs> at like Bay and Bloor, oh, yeah, yeah. like the downstairs yeah. like, like food court. And we were talking about, we had booked a meeting with a really large clothing label and like, I think we should just yeah. do this. I think we should go in as, as being, um, an agency versus being like two people and like, you're cute. You've got like teary and you're like, yeah. <laughs> I have like a vague memory of that, but like, yeah. And then I, I remember like being in the car, I think talking about the name and we were playing around with a few names and we had talked about spark and then we kind of went off that, I think more because like the URL wasn't available to be honest. Um, and then Emily was like, what about yeah. Shine? And like, like I think instantly both of us were like, yes, like it, ha- like whether the URL is available, yeah, it's that's such what a, it has such to a good be. Name. And like, I think since then, like it's been like such a lovely like word and like overarching brand for us because like it touches on so many things. Like we want our clients to shine. We want our team members to shine. We want to like grow and like shine that light on others. Like it's just like, like that in itself as like the name of the company has become like somewhat of a brand as well, which has been like really, really fun to, to grow and watch. That's awesome. Okay. So shine PR came about January, 2015, Mm -hmm. but it was in November of 2015 that you all saw an opportunity in the market and the Mm -hmm. influencer market and then shine influencers came into the world. And so I was curious to know how, like, what did the landscape look like that you were able to identify that gap or that void that you were then able to fill? Yeah. I think it's fun because like, it's like, this is something that like thinking back now, like, okay, so it was six or so years ago. Like that doesn't seem like that long, but in like influencer years, like I equate like influencer years to like dog years, like one year is seven. You know what I mean? Like in yeah. that period, like so much innovation has happened. It's really, mm-hmm. it's really cool to see. But we like the boutique PR agency space in Toronto at the time, which is where we both were, um, it's super saturated. Like there are so many agencies who do PR and do it very, very well. So to try and stand out in that space, this was at a time as well where there was kind of this like 
sway happening from like a lot of traditional media outlets were closing down and there was this kind of like rise of the blogger. But for most PR agencies, the bloggers and the influencers weren't really like high on their list. They'd kind of be down there a little lower if they're one of the big ones. But we kind of just saw an opportunity to start doing some events where we would like primarily invite bloggers and influencers and we would invite them to these events and we would connect with them. And and we just like got to know a lot of them and got to understand kind of what they were doing and realizing at that time that like no one was like focusing on this space in Toronto at all. There are a bunch of agencies that I knew from Australia and other places around the world for that matter who were doing talent manager talent management specifically for the influencer category. And in Toronto, as we said, like no one was doing it. So we kind of, I think that was like, if we launched Shine in January, I, I want to say it was around like June of that year that we were kind of like, yeah, we should do. And like, like we'd had the business like six months. We're like, let's do something new. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> so obnoxious, but, um, but we were kind of like, okay, let's do this. I, I remember that conversation really well. We were like leaving a meeting. We were like, I remember talking about it, like on a street corner, like downtown Toronto, yeah. I don't know what we were yeah. doing, but we were talking about it and we we're like, let's just like, what's the worst that can happen if we do this? It's a flop. Like, I guess we'll just try and keep like pushing the PR side. So we did that and we decided to like really push like a lot of energy into the influencer category. And we talked to a lot of people like influencers, brands, and PR agencies. And the influencers would say like, brands are reaching out and they want to work with me, but like, I don't know what my value is. Like, can I ask for money? Should I ask for money? How much should I ask for? And the PR agencies and brands were saying, like, we know we have to work with influencers, but we don't know how. And we want to tell them our key messages, but we don't know if they're going to deliver them in the right way. So it's, it's really challenging. And we're like, well, we could solve both of these problems. Like we both come from PR um, backgrounds. We know how to integrate a story really nicely and, and very naturally and organically. So that's that came very easy to us. Like the strategic piece was like there, like that was like both of our training. Um, so we're kind of like, let's, let's just give this a go. And some, a bunch of talent, I think they were like 15 or 20, like, I don't want to say signed their lives away to us. That's very dramatic, but like they were just like, <laughs> kind of believed in this thing that we didn't even really have yet but they had never done a deal like a paid deal before either so like the the initial talent who we signed had never done a paid deal so when we were setting up a structure for the relationship it's almost like they had nothing to lose because they had never gained anything financially by it i'd feel very motivated i feel like (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah like i feel like that there was there was uh, understanding like an opportunity in really some like, you know, common complaints that we were hearing, like on both sides, like we were hearing from our agency friends that, you know, it was getting harder and harder to get like editorial because these publications shutting down that they didn't really know what to do with these bloggers. And we were hearing on the blogger side that they didn't really know how to relate or weren't feeling respected in terms of the agency relationship. So in terms of like understanding why we jumped on that space, it was just like, I think it was just listening, like listening to both sides and listening to uh, the patterns that existed. That's amazing. No, I, I love that. That sounds like, like you guys were a missing puzzle piece. And then once you were in place, yeah. right? Once you were in place, the whole thing just came together. Yeah. We were, but I think, 
at looking even now, I mean, Jess and I've worked together for like seven years. Like I think Jess and I, I think Jess and I are like very skilled at identifying patterns. I think like her and I just like naturally listen to them, pick up on them, see them. Cause the reason why our business has as grown as much as it has is because we've like tried new things every six months mm-hmm. because we've like identified a pattern that we want to test and try out. So I, I do think that that's been like a bit of the, the, the secret sauce mm-hmm. behind all of this. That's amazing. Okay. So I always, I always like to ask this question just because I feel like it gives everybody an idea of, of what it looks like, you know, when they work with you. So when a client onboards, right, and they've got an idea, you know, they're like, hey, let's get started. What does getting started look like? So there's a couple of different ways. So we'll talk about like the talent side of things. So we we onboard t- new talent. I don't say regularly, but like we, you know, we're slow and steady in terms of how many talent we bring on. We probably represent roughly 100 now across Canada and the US. But when we're bringing on new talent, there's there's a lot of expectation setting and and we're bringing in new talent now saying like we're we're going to like bring you amazing deals and there's there are terrible managers out there. So a lot of people can have had, you know, have had a bad experience with an agency who's like my gosh, like we've heard it all like stolen money from them, done like locked in campaigns that like weren't real. Like it's it's terrible and it's it's a very, um, you know, it's an industry that's not not highly regulated, so it's very easy to get yeah. away with that kind of thing. So when we're bringing on new talent, it's really showing them that like this is a relationship, like like any relationship, there are two sides to it, and we both need to be like fully in it. It's not just a matter of like, oh, we're going to bring you all these deals, or you're going to bring us all of these deals. Like we want to work together, and you know, what's our communication style, and what does that look like, and what are your goals, like financially, personally, like what, what does that look like? So, you know, our team can know that and, and be working towards those things. But it's, uh, you know, now with talent onboarding, like we do trials with them to like make sure that it's the right fit. Again, for both sides, it's super important. Yeah, I think that's what we've like really like nailed down over the past like couple of years. It's just kind of that the talent onboarding like process and we have a list of questions that we ask we have like a whole like vetting process we have a whole casting process before that that happens Mm. um but once the talent is on board it's you know making sure that we're on the same page in terms of expectations and goals that we're setting goals that we both like jointly believe that we can reach and understand like whose responsibility is on what side um but that trial period that we now put in place i think is so important because it's for us too like for our team who invest so much time and sometimes the talent who are coming to us are presenting themselves in one fashion that they have a certain amount of demand or whatever going on, or they they are sharing numbers with us in terms of you know their back end or the successes of their campaign that might have not been you know completely transparent. So uh, that trial period for us just to make sure that the relationship is right and that we believe that we can reach the goals that we set out it's really really imperative to our success. That is really good point. And I think actually ties in very well to our upcoming episode for next week, because we are actually going to talk about some of the, you know, the the real deal, basically, when it comes to influencer marketing. And I am really excited about that episode. So for everybody listening, this wraps up our first episode with Emily and Jess from Shine PR and Shine Influencers, just talking about how they came together and formed this partnership 
that basically healed a gap or a rift in the influencer industry in their area in Toronto. And just already just hearing your guys' story and, and just kind of understanding how it took the turns that it did and how you're continuing to innovate and iterate and observe and listen to me are definitely all hallmarks of a company, uh, a partnership that's got Mm -hmm. just, I mean, sky's the limit, basically. When you do those things, sky's the limit and you'll be able to to pivot and change and adapt as, you know, as life throws its curveballs at us. So just thank you so much for sharing that with us today. Our pleasure. We're excited to be back next week with some more more fun stories. (laughs) All right. Yes. So that is a wrap for our first episode with Emily and Jess. So be sure to subscribe, rate the podcast and share with anybody that you feel would benefit from hearing this story. I personally do not know many people who are in formal partnerships in business. And so anybody who's considering it should probably take a listen to this episode and kind of hear the, even the dynamic that's very evident between Emily and Jess here. So So again, thank you so much for listening and we will be back next week with the real scoop on influencer marketing with Emily and Jess. Thank you so much. Thanks, Ruthie. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me for this week's episode of the Defiant Business Podcast. Please make sure that you've subscribed and do be sure to leave us a review if you found this episode at all helpful. And if you think it would be a great resource for someone else, Be sure to share it with them. See you next time.